0: Hello and welcome to another mini SODE. Today we're talking about hospital safety ratings and how they might not be as helpful as they sound. I'm Rachel Lott.
1: And I'm JJ Hotchire.
0: And this is Rural Health Rising. So, JJ, this topic came up for us recently because one of the uh, many organizations that gives hospitals safety grades recently came out with their latest set of those, and we didn't score very well, did we?
1: You know, Rachel, we did not. And uh, obviously, to my chagrin, uh, another year in which uh, this particular uh, agency um, who decided to grade us, even though we didn't participate, uh, gave us a D, Rachel. Yeah. And that's not good. No. Uh, and unfortunately, it lacks a tremendous amount of context.
0: Right, exactly. And these systems that do these ratings, there's some challenges here. So sometimes they take publicly reported data. Typically, they're also taking data submitted by hospitals, but hospitals who don't participate. Get graded anyway, like you said, which is the position we're in. We did participate uh, with them a couple years ago, and our last rating when was we participated, Rachel, an A. Drum roll, please. A- yes, N.A. A. Um, which I think is kind of telling, right?
1: It is very telling. Um, Obviously, I I understand the value of participating in programs in which we can measure our quality, uh, measure um, our patient satisfaction, uh, and we have been engaged in that, Rachel, for decades, and and we will continue to engage in it. Um, The concern is, uh, obviously, is a company that comes to town and says, we're going to rate you. Whether you want to be rated or not, well, that's fine. But your lack of participation from this survey will result in us still grading you on measures that obviously you're not producing. So we're gonna show you a zero in those measures. And then therefore one would deduce that a grade would go down. Right. And so when we did participate, and I'll talk about all of the many reasons to our listeners about why we participated originally, um, when we did participate, we did remarkably well. Exactly. Because we had measures that were in place here at the hospital for programs that we were engaged in at that time.
0: Right. And a lot of it, too, is, it, you know, the data that we would have to submit to these organizations, it's very labor-intensive, it's resource-intensive, it's time-intensive, and it's not that we're not already measuring or doing those quality-related initiatives or safety-related initiatives. It's not that it's not happening at our hospital, but the very detailed process of documenting it, putting it together exactly the way they want the data and the information um, is not always possible, right? We just don't have the bench strength.
1: We, we simply don't have the bench strength. And, you know, I looked at other opportunities for collaborations, uh, and we found those. And it was with our state of Michigan, uh, with Michigan Hospital Association, and we looked at other collaboratives in which that we could measure quality, mm-hmm. specifically to, let's say, the OR, or specifically to a project that we're working on, uh, infection rates and those type of things. And so what, what happened is we were chugging along, doing very well. Uh, we decided that, well, they wanted to grade us, so we'll participate. Uh, they're going to grade us anyway. And so at that time, we were providing a, a wide variety of services, uh, and we did well. And then over time, We refocused our organization because we had to. Uh, The stock market declined. There was layoffs. Uh, We couldn't engage in the programs that we used to engage in, programs in which they measure. Mm -hmm. And so we're engaged in these programs. Uh, Part of that was having a pulmonologist that is in your critical care unit. And having that pulmonologist in your critical care unit get you a score. Mm -hmm. All right. Unfortunately, we did not have a pulmonologist. Um, Our pulmonologist had left us. Now we have one.
0: Yes, we do. Um, We have several, in fact. We do.
1: We have like four. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: And so our pulmonologist left us. And so we said, you know, why would we participate? You know, some of the measures, we're not even collecting the data anymore. Uh, We're not even measuring the data or not even participating in those particular service lines. So we made a determination, but I didn't know the rest of the story. Um, what I assumed, Rachel, was that when we said we're not participating, we simply don't participate. right? Because when you do participate, you have to pay a fee for the rights to use the data uh, and to say that, hey, we're a top-rated hospital, okay? So chose not to participate because we couldn't measure some of the things we're no longer doing. Then we opened the mail. And our first year was like a C. Mm-hmm. very concerning. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're like, well, I don't know why they're still reporting this, but then we move on. Well, unfortunately, the last two years have proven to be even uh, lower marks and lower marks. Right. And we're still not participating. And the grades in which they give us are based on, you know, different measures. And I'm going to have you talk about that in just a minute, but they're based on different measures. And if we're not measuring those things, why would we report them? Right. 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 So that's where we are today. and so. In context, when someone opens the paper and when someone looks at the article online, they're going to assume that Hillsdale Hospital got an X, whatever it was. And then they're going to associate that with our whole hospital. This is why it's concerning not at all accurate.
0: And it's not even really a question of accuracy because, you know, who's to say what is and is not accurate for their particular rating system, right? So the data they do have might be accurate data, but if they are not getting all of that additional data that many of the other hospitals who do participate with these rating systems um, are submitting, then they really don't have the full picture on which to base those grades. And then it becomes misleading, even if what they are using is technically accurate. Um, So it's really frustrating. The other issue, too, for small hospitals – rural hospitals are at a particular disadvantage when it comes to these kinds of rating systems for two reasons. One, we already mentioned the resource limitations. It's very difficult to have the time and the energy. And, you know, some of these uh, larger hospitals have an entire person that that is, you know, a good portion of their job is uh, being engaged with these systems in order to do well on these different ratings. Um, The other issue is the small denominators, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. even when we do Um, Look at our quality measures. Mm -hmm. When, you know, John Robertson, who has been on the podcast before, our chief quality officer, when he reports out our quality metrics to the board every month, when there is an outlier here or there, he can say, this happened and this is why this outlier is here. But when you try to put that into a system that then compares it to all these other organizations that maybe they have a, you know, a thousand versus 100 Mm -hmm. patients with that particular, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in that. That particular service line, and then uh, let's say let's just use hospital acquired infections um, as an example. Now, I would like to point out that we have not had any catheter associated UTIs or central line associated bloodstream Mm -hmm. infections Mm -hmm. in several years, Mm -hmm. Um, so we're doing very well in that regard. Uh, But that's a good example. If um, you know, if one organization has a thousand patients in the survey time period that they have seen, um, and then another organization has a hundred. And each of them have one case of – let's what's another hospital-acquired infection I didn't mention? Um, Let's say it's just one of those. Let's say it's a CLABSI. So if each of them have one case of that, who's going to be more damaged by that? It's going to be the rural hospitals. Now, you can always argue, okay, well, it's a percentage. But percentage and economies of scale only work to a point. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes to something like this, it's really hard to use that to then say – this hospital is or is not safe. It's very confusing.
1: You know, Rachel, and they also they don't go into this report and qualify or quantify the percentage by saying, well, this hospital only had seven patients that even fit this criteria and they had one fallout. If we had seven patients and one fallout, far, far different for us. And you see, there's cases that John Robertson shared with us. We may only have two cases that we do a year of that particular uh, measure, right? And so, if you miss one of them.
0: You're it's, at fifty percent. Yeah. You're done,
1: right? And so it's not an accurate reflection. That's the concern. So it's all about the denominator. So let's take the denominator out. The reality of it is, as you just said, um, we are limited in the resources that we have, mm-hmm. not only in the in the number of let's say specialties that we have, but think about this. I have a critical care unit, max six beds. Right. Okay, six beds, Rachel there are critical care units around here that have more rooms than my entire hospital. Right. 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 And so that has to be taken into context. And for all of those reasons, we looked at this years ago and said, you know, it isn't worth reporting anymore.
0: Right. It doesn't make sense. Um, And, you know, what I think is interesting about this is it's not just us who have this concern about these rating systems. Um, They really don't help the public in the long run, in my opinion. Um, I think it just makes it more difficult and more confusing for patients. The other thing is, um, you know, depending on how good the PR team is for each of these rating systems and their companies, that's going to impact how much damage control we then have to do with our own community because we've got people asking us, hey, uh, why do we have a D rating for safety? Or posting on Facebook, don't ever go to Hillsdale Hospital, look at this. They've got a D rating for safety. Um, and then we have people who maybe are not getting the healthcare they need because they're afraid. They are suffering undue hardship to get their health healthcare somewhere else that's far away. So you've got a transportation burden, a time burden, um, and those kinds of things. But ultimately, it just is not... Um, A good use of our time to then also have to do that damage control and spend time and effort communicating to our public, not just this is what we are doing when it comes to our quality and our safety efforts. And let's show you some of the data of the things that we do track that make sense and that are relative to our hospital. But we are having to also say, oh, that news article you saw. Yeah, that's misleading. That's not accurate. Um, So it's really a difficult thing for us to have to deal with. And this is really, you know, it's my opinion, but it's not just my opinion. Uh, There was a study in 2015 that reviewed four different hospital rating systems and only 10 percent of the hospitals who scored as a top performer on one rating system scored as a top performer in any of the other three. (laughs) So that tells you something about the veracity of the impression that these organizations are trying to give to the public, to patients, to families, um, under the guise of oh, we're helping you make a decision. We believe that there needs to be transparency. Um, there is transparency. The government requires it. And so there's a lot of information again, that's publicly available. They use those in their um, ratings, but uh, you know, there's also a business model behind this. And so as you mentioned, a lot of times these uh, rating systems, Will charge you a fee to license their logo so and that you can use that for your marketing materials to say, oh, we're in a rated an A on this group, or oh, we're a four star on this group, or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's f- anywhere from five to $20,000 to it's license it. 50 us. bucks? No, it is uh, not 50 bucks. It is very expensive. Uh, so if you kind of let, let's well, wait kind a minute. of get who gets this that out. money, Rachel? The organization doing the grading. Uh, right Rachel. so if you if you follow kind of the the process here uh hospital doesn't participate gets a low score hmm. community thinks uh oh our hospital's unsafe yep. hospital says uh oh we better start participating again well of course because they're participating and submitting the data hospital gets an a right hospital gets an a uh oh we now want to be able to share this information oh wait we got to pay you 5 grand to minimum use that to license that, uh, your little emblem, so that people know that we have this. So, you know, the alternative is hospital gets a D rating. Uh Uh-oh, the community thinks the hospital's not safe. Well, we don't do anything. Uh, okay, Uh-oh. so the community still thinks we're not safe. <laughs> exactly. And then we see the result in the bottom line. And, you know, right. it just goes down from there. So Absolutely. it's, you know, in a way, it's kind of strong arming hospitals into participating in these rating systems. Because if you participate, you're more likely to get a high score, and then you're more likely to pay to license. And that's the business model behind it.
1: You know, our chief of staff asked me the other day when I was explaining this. shows, is that even legal? Sadly, it is legal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can sell anything that they want to sell and publicly report whatever they want to capture. Right. They're licensing it's whatever their, measures they want to capture. Their logo, yeah. Absolutely. It's like saying, well, you know what? J.G. is not doing brain surgery down at Hills of Hospital. We never will. Right. We'll never do brain surgery. So in in this regard, Rachel, I want to take you on a journey. So it was about six years ago. I was traveling with the former CEO of the hospital and we were headed to a conference and we counted a total of seven Billboards between here and Chicago.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and we started in our own jurisdiction, uh, and left, and obviously got on the highway, and we counted seven that in. There was more than seven billboards, but seven of the billboards said "Top Hospital." Yep. So I'm driving by the first one. I'm going Duke. What is that? It just says Top Hospital with a cheesy looking award. He goes, "I don't know." We get down the road, maybe sixty other miles, and there's another billboard to the left, totally different hospital. Different typographic, same thing. Mm-hmm. Top hospital. What does that mean? Who are these people? Who's rating them? Top hospitals, right? And so, I want what I want our listeners to know: there are dozens and dozens of companies that will rate you. So we're traveling down. I'm like, all right, I'm curious. Who are all these hospitals? And so, you know, start collecting the names. So we go to the next one. I didn't write it down. We get to the to the fourth one. And it's in a like a probably a, a bedroom community of a larger town, but it's a, a rural community mm-hmm. hospital. Again, top hospital, top. It's a top rated hospital. So I Google that hospital. I'm like, where's it at? And there's a little icon that you can push. The icon, push the little icon to where it says top rated. It mm-hmm. takes you to a link of a local community newsletter that rated the hospital. True story. Top hospital. Now, if you're driving to Chicago. <laughs> And you drive by this beautiful billboard,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it says Top Hospital. You're thinking, "Oh m goodness, this must be Mayo Clinic. This must." And in fact, they were rated
0: by the local paper,
1: by a newsletter, a local writer who wrote about this. A local board got together and said, "Well, if you get looking further, Rachel, it's the only hospital in their jurisdiction, in their community, right?" And so, everything. To the point of in context, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the context of who's rating, what their credibility is, and and we could slap up a sign that says "Top Best Hospital in in uh, Best Hospital Period," right? Right. And we could create that. So imagine this, Rachel. You're driving and you see these wonderful declarations about hospitals, but really they they don't have any teeth behind them so mm-hmm. so what my focus has been here at this organization participate in collaboratives that are approved and sanctioned by either a hospital authority, Mm -hmm. um, you know, by your state authority, or even by the American Hospital Association. And we've participated in all of those, the AHA, the MHA. Right now we're involved in numerous collaboratives with the Michigan Hospital Association. And we're doing remarkably well, Mm -hmm. scoring very high. In our ACO, we're leading the model for the accountable care organization. And so all of these things that we're doing, that is measurable. It's not a group who just wakes up one day and says, we're going to create transparency in this market. And then they get to determine what's best. They get to determine. Wrong. It's not. This organization that we're referencing isn't sanctioned by any legal authority. Right. They have no. Or regulatory agency. No no regulatory authority. Uh, They are not approved by Congress. Uh, They do not have any type of association for accreditation whatsoever. How are they accredited? Oh, maybe they grade themselves.
0: Well, maybe we need to set up a website grading Let's these rating them. systems. And
1: I will make sure that our, our billboards will reflect the grade that we give them. That's okay? right. That's so right. the local bloggers can talk about it. Because, right. Rachel, this is what happens. In a small community, and, and I often use this phrase, You know, there's a Bible phrase that says, you know, a prophet is without honor in his own country. Mm-hmm. And what that means is if you're well-known in that area, people are going to find a reason not to like you. Right. right? Politicians, oftentimes even in their home states, sometimes lose mm-hmm. when they're running for major offices. Right. It is what it is, but you're a prophet's without honor. In other words, they 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 think they know you. They have interaction with you. Hospitals are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we're often criticized. The people that live in our community have been here for 50 years. The hospital has been here for over 100 years. So they remember the story back in 1973 when this happened to mom, and therefore it carries on that life, right? right? So it has this, this, Notion that you know what, it's not well liked. And so my only response to that is you're going to have people who take information that's negative to your hospital and they're gonna run with it. Right. 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 And it doesn't matter what source, they're not citing all the other great grades we got, right? They're not, they're not reporting that. They're taking something they know nothing about. And this is why it hurts rural health. Because right. if I am a senior citizen, 85 years of age. I can't get on the internet and check things out, right? Mm-hmm. But I see where there's been something published that says my local hospital has a XYZ grade. That's a concern. Right. Because maybe I don't want to use them now. Right. All for what? For no clear documentation of any fallout. Mm-hmm. It's just because we didn't participate. Mm-hmm. That is what's very discouraging. I, I, I'm an advocate to have your programs, do your assessments. But when someone opts out, you better let them opt out.
0: Right. And right. and
1: you better let them opt out for the right reasons that they're saying, we don't do these things here mm-hmm. or we don't participate because we would never get a good grade because we don't participate. Right. And so the caution- you
0: can't measure with a one size fits all.
1: No, not at all. And, and the caution is, as others throughout the country listen to this, the reality is that you could find yourself in the same situation. Right. A rural community hospital who receives a grade uh, from a- Agency like we did, uh, who really is going to strong arm you unless you participate? So it's a it's a major concern for us right now. It's right. it's certainly not what we need in healthcare. You know we're busy fighting a pandemic, mm-hmm. and for this misinformation. Uh, to be spread, it, it's very concerning, Rachel.
0: Especially at a time when a lot of people are still hesitant or scared to receive their health care because they're afraid of catching COVID. So, all that said, JJ, I mean, what do we what do we do about this? We we have just this uh, just last week we're having meetings internally about what are we going to do moving forward. Are we going to start participating again because we don't want to deal with the uh, you know, damage control involved in the negative perception of trying to overcome a bad grade? Um, or are we going to say, no, we're going to just, you know, have an alternative message and we'll come out with our own information about quality and safety? I mean, there's there's two directions we could go, and both of them have, you know, some advantages and disadvantages. But the sad thing is that we're even considering the former over, uh, you know, just no-brainer opting for the latter, right?
1: Well— I've got to consider it. Right. I mean, the reality of it is, uh, they're going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And how much time, money, and resources am I going to tie up to uh, rebuttal, right? All of this and and confuse the public. Yes. And so it is on the table that we consider uh, partnering with them and paying their fees mm-hmm. uh, to get the approval to use right. the grade.
0: Now, theoretically, we could just you know participate, participate. and and not pay and not use the information in our marketing materials, yeah. but um...
1: ultimately the purpose behind it for them is that you're going to buy right the the rights to be able to advertise their right. scoring of your hospital. And so it's on the table. I'm not saying we're going there yet. Um, in consult with you and quality and some other administration, we're discussing it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we're looking at in parallel to this is we're looking at other organizations and accreditation agencies mm-hmm. that are sanctioned. Uh, approved and Mm -hmm. well-known who can, in fact, come in and do an assessment based on our unique story as Hillsdale Hospital and our services that we give our community. Grade those. Don't Mm -hmm. grade me for things I, I don't do. Right. And so we're looking at that option, and it could be a combination of all of the above, right? Mm-hmm. We could end up with this. We could end up with our, we're promoting our collaboratives with Michigan Hospital Association. Right now, it's all on the table. But one thing I do recognize, they're going to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And it is a shame uh, that we would be uh, forced uh, of sorts to do it. But our our denial year after year is only resulting in you know lower and lower grades, which has, to the community, long-term impact. Uh, on on this hospital's operation and their willingness to potentially use us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all from a grade. Right. You know, dig into the background of the information and look at what they're grading. And, and that that's some of the stuff that our general public, typically, they're not going to do. Right. They're just going to see it and potentially believe it and then move on. Well, we've learned, I think, through COVID and the challenges we faced is, you know what? Better be doing your homework. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just believe a sign. Right. you know and we've talked about it before don't don't believe because people say you just got to do it you know mm-hmm. do some research right identify you know what are the criteria that are used what is their environment that they're working in w- widely widely criticized Throughout the U.S. This particular uh, service. Yeah, yeah. You know my
0: that. my professional association uh, for healthcare marketing and uh, strategy development. Yeah. Shout out to ShishMed, Yeah. Um, but uh, s- sent out talking points and some kind of guidance information for how to communicate with the public um, when these grades came out. And you know, I haven't seen them do that for other rating systems um, so far, but. You know, when we got a phone call from a reporter asking about our D grade, uh, first I had a pit in my stomach and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Um, And, you know, then talking to John and talking to you and we were kind of figuring out what's the real story here. um, Getting that kind of information from my professional association gave me a little bit of, uh, you know, support and feeling like, okay, so it's not – you know, unusual that we are uh, feeling like we're, we've are we been slighted by the right. fact that these grades are being reported. This is a known issue. Um, it's a known problem and a known concern, clearly enough to the point that, you know, it was studied uh, back in 2015 to, to look at, you know, are these consistent? They're not. They're very inconsistent. To your point, it's confusing for the public. And then the other issue there is uh, that when we do try to combat that information and say, oh, well, actually— this is what our safety and quality is like here at Hillsdale Hospital, now there's a credibility question with the public because now they don't know who to believe. Do Do they believe believe the hospital? Do they believe the rating system? Absolutely. Um, And you just create more issues. And if the purpose of these rating systems is to create transparency and help patients uh, make informed decisions about their care, it's really kind of having the opposite effect.
1: You know, absolutely. And here's the deal. Um, Growing up, there were seven of us in the family, and I'd take my lickings when I deserved it, when my dad's <laughs> going to spank us and we did things we shouldn't have done, right? And mm-hmm. I t- But the, the worst times were when my brothers and sisters were being the truthful with my parents, and mm-hmm. I got in trouble for things I didn't do, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And so when I look at this situation, I'm willing— to take responsibility if the grading system was for things that we didn't do right, right? Okay, and I'm willing if they're going to give me a, a D or an F for things that were clearly fallouts
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: in the hospital, then I own that. That's right. Mine. I'm going to take my punishment uh, as I should. But don't discipline me. Do not grade me for things I didn't do. Right. And and I think that's what your association and others, because if you recall, you were given like six hours to respond to the media that day. Uh,
0: you, like, no, more like three. three hours. I responded in one and then they never responded back to me. So we were mentioned in a story, um, but they really didn't give us the opportunity no. to speak. You know, leaving a voicemail and then not responding to my two voicemails is not the same Absolutely. as uh, giving us an opportunity to, to speak on this issue. Right. So it's unfortunate. It's it disappointing. Is. And it's hard to unring that bell.
1: It is. Now, my question to you, did they ever call you back? No. Never. Interesting. No. So, you know, they're looking for a storyline, and I get that, but not at our expense. Right. And so, you know, the concern is we will take if it's due to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as I said earlier, everything's on the table.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we will consider what avenue we're going to go down in the next few weeks, maybe multi-avenues, and then we will truly publicly report what our grades are in all the wonderful things that we're doing Mm -hmm. at Hillsdale Hospital. Collaboratives that we participate with Michigan Hospital Association, where Mm -hmm. we're at the top of the list, the ACO, time after the Governor's Award of Excellence, you know, years ago, all of these things that we can keep talking about, the reality of it is we're going to find the credible sources and we're going to promote those at Hillsdale Hospital.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's mini-sode. If you have a topic or issue you want us to cover on a future mini shoot us an email at marketing at hillsdalehospital.com. You can also find Hillsdale Hospital on Facebook and Instagram.
1: And with that, don't forget to subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast, and if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, and tell others why they should listen too. Your feedback helps more listeners find Rule Health Rising. You can also find us now on Twitter. I'm at Hillsdale CEO JJ. Rachel's at Rule Health Rach, and you can also follow our podcast at Rule Health Pod. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay strong.
0: Rural Health Rising is a production of Hillsdale Hospital in Hillsdale, Michigan, and a proud member of the Health Podcast Network, hosted by J.J. Hodshire and Rachel Lott. Audio engineering and original music by Kenji Ulmer. For more episodes, interviews, and more information, visit ruralhealthrising.com.